0: Are the Wild's power play, penalty kill, and goaltending numbers really a concern? Or are they simply inflated over the first 11 games of the season? We ask Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast those questions and more today on Locked On Wild. You're Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we're joined by Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast to talk Minnesota Wild through the first 11 games of the season. We get Alexis' reaction to the numbers for the power play and the penalty kill, whether they're concerning or simply just a little inflated through the first 11 games of the year. We also dive into Cam Talbot's numbers and if there's concern through the rest of the season there. We finish by talking about the Minnesota Whitecaps who have gotten their season underway as well. So plenty to get to here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering our favorite Minnesota teams and now at the helm for season number one of full-time coverage here with Locked on Wild. Happy to be at the helm for a Wednesday episode of Locked On Wild, and we've got a lot to get to. So let's bring in the queen of chaos herself, Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Very pleased to be joined by a dear friend of the show on today's episode of Locked On Wilds, none other than Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. We're talking some wilds, we'll talk some Minnesota whitecaps today as well. And uh, Alexis, first off, welcome back. It's been so long that I don't think Kirill Kaprizov was signed yet the last time we had you on the show.
1: <laughs> that that sounds about right. Um, granted, that that was a very long period of time where he wasn't signed. Um, but yes, I think the last time it, Jesse and I were on together with you, my co-host uh, for the Bard on Beauties podcast, and I believe we were talking about when the heck is Kirill Kaprizov going to sign that contract, which... Happy to be here now that he's done it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously he did. And I mean, we're eight games in, Eh, eh, eight games in, we're eight wins in. We're 11 games in. The team is eight and three. Comeback kids, absolute insanity. Um, 11 games in. Do you get the sense that we have seen the complete package from this team yet? Are we still searching for that 60 minute win?
1: I think that most of the games they've played, we haven't seen that. Um, the two that I think they've either gotten there or been the closest to was their uh, 3-2 to victory against the Canucks in Vancouver earlier yep. in the season and the game they just played against the Islanders um, in that 5-2 victory which obviously that, uh, that score is a little bit uh, not uh, indicative of how that game went with two empty net goals at the end there but I thought those were their two most complete games. Um, I actually said the same exact thing to my dad after the Vancouver game. I said that was their best game so far and then um, I called after the Islanders game. And I said, that one might give the Vancouver game a run for its money. They were two very good games by the team. Um, and, and I was very impressed with the way that they were able to get wins in those games. And I was a little bit more impressed by the Islanders game, just because the Islanders are a bit of a better team um, than Vancouver. And the Islanders are so good at winning those low scoring games that it can be yep. so tough sometimes to come back um, and, and get some goals and get back into the game. Like the wild ended up doing uh, the Islanders seem to put on a clinic every single time. Uh, They play hockey, and so when they got up early on the wild, I was like, oh, boy, I don't know how this is going to go. I know we're the comeback kids, and we've done this a million times, but to come back and get that win and look good doing it, I mean, they they played a good game from start to finish, Um, so I think we've seen it a couple times this season, not enough for me to say, hey, this is a really good Minnesota Wild team. Um, (laughs) But we've seen glimpses of it. And that, to me, is promising uh, moving forward through the season.
0: We've seen players step up to fill, And I don't mean to suggest that guys like Kevin Fiala have not been playing well because, and I think this is where we kind of get hung up on the stats, is Mm -hmm. Fiala's got one goal, but by and large has played well through most of the games so far this year just is, is as unlucky as any other Minnesota sports team outside of the wild. Um, yeah. Same thing for Kirill Kaprizov. It's just taken him a little while to get the goals. But thankfully, we've got some guys like Ryan Hartman and, uh, of course, uh, your favorite player on the team, Marcus mm-hmm. Felino, who have stepped up and filled, uh, filled in. Of those two, I'm going to put you on the spot. Of those two, Felino and Hartman, who do you think has been more important to the Wild uh, getting these first, um, these first eight wins?
1: Um, I'm going to have to say Ryan Hartman. And you know, what's funny is Jesse and I actually discussed this on the p- most recent podcast episode that came out, um, about like our early, early, early season MVP and uh, our three choices were Felino, Talbot or Nico Sturm. And Jesse made an argument for Ryan Hartman, even though we didn't include him in our, in our selection of three. And I, I looking at it as much as I love Marcus Felino and what he's done, um, not just this year, but his entire time with the wild Ryan Hartman has stuck up in a way that I didn't really expect a guy like Ryan Hartman to step up in and I think that's why it's more impressive to me like what Moose is doing it's like we need him to play that way we expect him to play that way at this point and he's doing that he's delivering he's being the guy we need him to be I think Ryan Hartman has just kind of surprised a lot of people with like Okay. Yeah. Just keep scoring goals. Go ahead. Yeah. We, we need that. We keep doing that. Um. And it's a little bit surprising, and that's no you know shade or offense to Ryan Hartman's game. But every player has a certain style they play. You know what to expect out of a player and what a good game looks like for each player is different, and what we've been used to for Ryan Hartman, we're seeing a different version of him this year, and I think that with the fact that Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov were off to some slow scoring starts here. um, You need someone like that to step up and get some points in the meantime when Ryan Hartman was able to do that. Um, and I think the other thing that I really like about Ryan Hartman um, is just his grit. He's a very like gritty, dirty player, uh, not dirty in a bad way, but like he gets down in there and makes the plays that are tough. Um, and so he's not just out there scoring goals. He's doing all the hard work to get to the goal as well, which is very impressive to me. So I love Marcus Felino. I love what he's doing, but I think we have to tip our cap to Ryan Hartman and what he's been able to do so far this season.
0: Is there a player on this roster that has endeared themselves to Wild fans as well as Brandon duhame has? I mean, <laughs> he had one of the most bizarre goals you'll ever see off of a stick that he was simply just trying to pick up. He is not afraid of anybody else on the ice. Mm-hmm. He's gotten in several fights, some of which he maybe, maybe shouldn't have, but <laughs> I mean... This is the guy that literally made the final spot in the roster Mm -hmm. uh, in training camp, and he's been sensational so far.
1: Well, the thing is, is heading into this season and in this offseason and whatnot, we knew that the pipeline for Wild Prospects was the best it's probably ever been. If not the best, definitely up there for uh, you know, excitement factor and knowing the talent that is on that AHL roster and some of those draft picks that are up and coming. Um, and he was one of those people that was talked about. And a lot of those young kids put on a pretty good performance uh in the preseason in training camp. You talk about guys like Adam Beckman, you talk about guys like Callan Addison I mean some of these young kids really made an impression I think on the fans before the season started so that bar was pretty high as far as like all right you're in tough competition with a lot of these young kids Um, and so to stand out was already going to be kind of hard and I have been very impressed with what he's been able to do um, on this Minnesota Wild roster. There's a lot of talent on this Minnesota Wild team this year Um, and the fact that a young kid like that can come in and stand out in so many different ways um, is really impressive to me like you said the fact that he's not afraid to get into a fight stand up for himself he's put the puck in the back of the net albeit in some of the strangest ways we've seen (laughs) They, they took one away from him one was the weirdest goal I've ever seen. Um, and and he's getting in there. He's getting involved. Forget about the fact that the goals are weird. Forget about the fact that one was tipped on its way to the net. He is doing a lot of the right things, and that's how you stand out. So you secure that last roster spot and then you show everybody why you did. That's pretty darn impressive uh, as somebody who's watching this team um, and, and analyzing what they're doing, and I'm really excited uh, for him to hopefully play a big role here uh, as the Wild uh, hopefully continue to pick up wins throughout the season like they've been doing.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean- I mean if anything let's just have the more weird goals like as many as we possibly can yeah <laughs> um, or... I don't
1: care how it gets in the back of the net just put it in there I just shoot I mean yeah come on I who cares <laughs>
0: ordinary boring goals give those to the other yeah. teams let's get the chaos here <laughs> um let's look at uh, some of the areas where maybe we're not fully set on this wild team yet um, there are a couple of spots that have been a little suspect so far this year, and so we'll continue the conversation with Alexis Pearson of the Bardown Beauties podcast next here on Locked on Wild. Do you hear that sound? That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying software. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you Make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. So go to shopify.com slash NHL all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You can grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash on NHL right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NHL. The holiday season is here and that means plenty of sweets, plenty of pies, cakes, ice creams, cookies, you name it, it's all there. What if there is an alternative that tastes just as good and cuts those calories in half? Yes, I'm talking about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can taste something delicious and still feel good about eating it. For example, that favorite pie you like can contain upwards of 300 calories on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. And there's nothing like a built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild with Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties Podcast, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And uh, make sure to check out the Bar Down Beauties podcast as well. Uh, for your second listen of the day, the week, the month, the year. (laughs) Bardown Beauties is where it's at, so make sure to uh, give them a follow as well. Everywhere you can find them on social media. Alexis, we're talking wild at large and want to go into some of the areas that uh, things have been a little suspect. I mean, the wild have been able to obviously get wins in spite of some of these areas, but uh, let's just go through some of them right now. What is your concern level For Cam Talbot, obviously he has given up his share of goals. I have tried to, uh, from my end of things, go through and just examine the situations in which they occur. Uh, There has definitely been some dumb puck luck for this team so far this year. Like, let's not not go try to beat around the bush with that. But there have been some other goals where you look and you think, boy, last year's Talbot may have had that one. Are you concerned or are we diving in a little too far to an 11-game sample size to start the season?
1: Um, I do think fans who are concerned about Talbot are overreacting slightly, um, but there is merit to what their concerns, right? Like, I I understand both sides of it. I am more on the side of of not having concern when it comes to Cam Talbot, at least right now, and I think a big reason that Wild fans – do panic when it comes to netminders is I think that's a little bit of the trauma speaking, right? Later on in Devin Dubnik's career, we saw those soft goals go in time and time again at like critical points in the game where you're like, please, I just needed one save here and you didn't give it to me. So I think fans are a little bit traumatized by that, where they're gonna immediately pick apart any wild goaltender who does that right now because that's the most recent kind of goaltending that we've seen before Cam Talbot and Kapo And I love Devin Dubnik, but later on in his career, he did struggle a bit especially when you compare his early numbers with the Minnesota Wild which were some of the best in the league not just even his career in the league and so I do think there is a little bit of trauma and fear there for Wild fans as they analyze what Cam Talbot is doing and just afraid of those trends and patterns that we saw in Dubnik later in his career with the Wild um, you know imitating themselves in Cam Talbot's play. I think Cam Talbot has been very good. Yes he has given up some goals but you look at it and you're like I'd expect to save there or better effort there that point in the game would have been nice to get one Um, but overall I think he's been good and the wild have played in in mostly close games throughout this entire season I mean every game has felt like a battle to the end whether they've won or lost Um, they've been involved in obviously a tremendous amount of comeback wins early on in the season and you don't get those comeback wins and those comeback um, chances without good goaltending right if your goalie is letting in Goals constantly, you can't you don't keep the game to just one goal, right? You start to fall down by two or three or four. Um, and it seems insurmountable. So when I look at the way the wild have been playing, I think a lot of that starts with Cam Talbot and keeping them in it when they need to be. And yep. a game that I keep going back to is, for example, the Seattle Kraken game earlier in the season, where that second period they allowed one goal. They could have allowed four, five, six, or seven. I mean, seriously, the the Seattle Kraken were all over them. And Talbot had to make a lot of saves in that period. And yes, the wild did end up losing that game, but it would have been a much uglier score if cam Talbot didn't play the way he did in the second period. So yes, I understand some of the concerns that wild fans have. And yes, Comeback wins and playing from behind is a hard style of hockey to play. And if Cam Talbot cannot continue to make saves and keep them in it, it's only going to get tougher. Talbot's stats are only going to drop. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are saying, look at his stats. Like they're not that great when you compare them to some of the other, you know, teams in the league uh, who are winning games. And that is true. And that's why I understand some of the concern. But at the end of the day, if you're able to find ways to win, that's really all that matters as long as you can find ways to do that consistently. So I think my level of concern, like I, from a scale of zero to 10, 10 being like I'm hitting the panic button. Um, I'm maybe at a four, right? Like I'm, I'm comfortable with the way he's playing and in the small sample size, I, I haven't reached that level of concern yet, but uh, I hear you wild fans for those of you who are panicking a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I could not agree with that more. I mean, I think we're seeing that this team, it it felt like last year, at str- at points, this team needed that like A plus level goaltending, mm-hmm. whereas so far this year they haven't. And mm-hmm. you know Cam Talbot has those stretches in him to be mm-hmm. able to do that when the offense starts to struggle a little bit. So yeah, I, I think it's just you know it's it's an eleven game sample size. Uh, there are some some trends that you can maybe pull from it, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's not like it's not like we're forty one games in and we're like right. <laughs> this is still a problem, which. I hope in the next thing I'm going to bring up, we're not talking about at the, uh, the 41 game mark of the season. That is, of course, the uh, the penalty kill and the power play. Big kind of hot button topics for fans. I did this with the penalty kill too. And yeah. I forget which game it was. The Wilds gave up, I think it was against Vancouver, where they got to like two seconds left in the penalty kill and they gave up a goal because they just couldn't clear. Yes, And so you look at the numbers, the penalty kill, obviously not great. And, you know, power play goals have not come often so far Mm -hmm. this year. But I think this is a sample size thing, too, in looking at what is going on during the penalty kills and the power plays. I mean, I think the power play movement has been great Mm -hmm. recently. And a lot of times a penalty kill comes down to whether or not you can get a clear or not. And sometimes they have, sometimes they haven't. So... Again, I'm not super concerned, but I wanted to get your thoughts on both those areas too.
1: Well, if you go back to last year, the special teams was, in my opinion, the biggest area of concern throughout the season for the wild as well. Like, again, it was like they're winning games, but they have like zero power play goals in 10 (laughs) games. It's like, should we be concerned or no? I don't know. We're still winning. So, So it's kind of the same thing with the Talbot conversation, right? Where it's like, I'll worry about it when it becomes a problem. It doesn't feel like a problem now. So dating back to last year, that was a big problem for them. And they just weren't getting power play goals. Their PK, I think was like bottom of the league I mean it was just it was bad and it was like this isn't sustainable and you know you have to find ways to get stops here um, because every team is going to take penalties throughout the season every team is going to be given power play opportunities you have to find ways to capitalize uh, on those chances and they weren't this season like you said I feel a little bit less concerned with it just because they seem to be doing a lot of the right things and they just aren't able to get the puck to go on the net of the power play. Or it comes down to, they've had a couple penalty kills where they give up a goal in the last couple seconds just because they haven't been able to get out of the zone. I think the the penalty kill you were talking about, if I remember correctly, Marcus Foligno had a stick break like 10 seconds in. Yep. So they were basically down to a five on three and he got his foot on the puck about 10 times and just couldn't kick it out of the zone. So it was kind of a weird penalty kill. So you're looking at things like that where it's like, God, this is a hard one to look at and say that I'm upset with the way that this went because you did a lot of the right things and it was just kind of a weird situation you couldn't find your way out of. Um, What I'm more concerned about than their lack of scoring on the power play and lack of stopping scoring on the penalty kill is the amount of penalties the Wild are taking. That has been the most frustrating thing, I think, to me this entire season. More frustrating than Quirrell not scoring until Game 8. More frustrating than looking at some of Cam Talbot's numbers is you cannot continue to march to the penalty box. It is so debilitating in a game to constantly be having to kill penalties. Even if your penalty kill is good, even if it's top of the league, you are taking away opportunities for yourself to score because you're busy defending, you're busy penalty killing, and you're only going to give your opponent more momentum. Again, even if they're not getting goals on the on the power play every single opportunity, they feel like they're in the driver's seat when they're up a man. So Um, That to me is the most frustrating and a lot of the penalties are just so dumb. It's like, why are you doing that? That's not necessary. It's an offensive zone penalty. It's a, oh, you know, you could have stopped him this way, but instead you slashed him or things like that, where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is just not smart hockey. And there are times where I am okay with you taking a penalty. There are plenty of situations in hockey where I'll take a penalty over the la over, over, um, you know, whatever else is going to happen. Um, and those aren't the kind of penalties the wild have been taking. It's just been bad penalties. And so that to me is more concerning Than their lack of or whatever of not scoring or anything on special teams. Um, And I think a lot of wild fans would agree with that. And again, you stop marching to the penalty box. You don't have to worry so much about if your PK sucks because you're not going to have to do it as much. So I think that's where the root of the problem is. And Dean has said that in, you know, a lot of interviews and whatnot that they can't keep doing that. Um, So figuring out how to fix that problem, I think will help them a lot uh, with special teams.
0: Yeah. I think a bag skate will help with that, but yeah, yeah, like oh, okay. or if, two or three. If I see another hooking penalty on the other end of the ice, <laughs> like what? What? Come on, come on. There
1: is almost no situation where you should be taking an offensive zone penalty. No. Almost none. Like I, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head where I'm like, I'm okay with you taking an offensive zone penalty. There. I mean, it's just there's been so many bad penalties. It has been so frustrating, especially where. It's tough when you start to get the momentum or you're getting opportunities and then you just keep taking penalties. It's like you are single handedly killing your own momentum without the opponent even doing anything. And so that's where I'm like, you got to stop that right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. End to dumb penalties. uh, 2024. That's uh, that is officially my presidential campaign. Um, (laughs) You heard it here first. Go right. Running Put for president campaign. I'll yep. go
1: knock on doors,
0: whatever you need. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Hey Alexis, tell you what, let's talk some white caps here to finish things up. Uh, obviously the, uh, the Minnesota white caps getting their season rolling as well. Mm-hmm. So we will chat about that with Alexis Pearson of the bar down beauties podcast next here on locked on wilds. BetOnline.ag is back and they are better than ever. They offer a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code On to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol joined by Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And Alexis, in addition to knocking it out of the park with the Bar Down Beauties podcast, you also cover the Minnesota Whitecaps, and the Whitecaps season is underway. Just got underway, in fact. And so uh, just kind of set the scene for us. What can we expect from the Whitecaps? Uh, Obviously want to make sure... To, uh, to give them some coverage as much as we can mm-hmm. uh, here in the state of Minnesota. So just tell us what we can expect.
1: Yeah, well, the season uh, got underway this past weekend here, um, and so a handful of games being played. The Whitecaps involved in a couple of those, playing uh, what I would consider is their biggest rival right now in the Boston Pride. Um, they defeated the Whitecaps in the Isabel Cup final last year, um, and they've just been one of the Boston Pride have been one of the better teams in the league um, since the Whitecaps have been involved um, in the league uh, now. The PHF, formerly the NWHL, and so they've always played really fun games against each other. And that was who their uh, competition was in this first weekend of games, couple close losses uh, for the white caps, which I'm sure they were going to try to hit a little bit of a revenge tour here as the season goes on, because I know losing to Boston is, is a tough pill for them to swallow. Um, but yeah, a lot of exciting things to look forward to for this white cap season. A lot of their, their really big name players returning um, between the pipes. You've got Amanda Levy back um, and some other, some other players who have, been a big reason the white caps have had success since they joined um, since they joined the league. Allie Thunstrom, Jonna Curtis, Haley Mack was one of the better rookies last season, I thought just across the entire league, not even just the White Caps, excited to see what she does. Um, and they've picked up some some players in the offseason as well. And one of my Biggest things I'm looking forward to this season um, is Winnie Brown being a part of the Minnesota Whitecaps and the league again. She is a rock star. She is the oldest player in the league. She's 43 years old. She has children. um, And she has like her resume, her hockey resume is off the charts. I tweeted today every single time I do season prep for for (laughs) the PHF slash NWHL. I I handwrite everything. That's how I retain like all of my information. And uh, so I go through and I write info about each of the players. And I was doing Winnie Brown's info today. And every single season, I need more than one page to write down all of her accomplishments because she is literally like one of the most incredible hockey players to have played the game. So I'm very excited. She returned and her reason for returning excites me to no end. This is the kind of stuff I live for. Um, She said in an interview before the season started, she said, uh, you know, they lost to the Boston pride in the Isabel cup final last year. And she basically said, she's like, I was going to retire essentially, but I, couldn't have my last game be a loss to Boston. She's like, I'm a Minnesota kid. That's not how I'm going to go out. And I was like, heck yeah, that is the kind of energy I love out of athletes. So I'm very excited to see her uh, back again this season and hopefully contribute to a good year for the Whitecaps. Like I said, off to a bit of a rough start for them, but plenty of game left or plenty of season left, I should say. And uh, they, they've got a lot of talented players on there who can help them to a successful season this year.
0: Yeah, and as, as you mentioned with, uh, with Winnie Bro Brown, um... Getting further into the hockey spectrum as I did within the last, you know, year and a half. Yeah. Having seen the (laughs) said decorated resume that she possesses, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And so
1: she she is an incredible hockey player. She has done so much at every level. I mean, you go back to like what she did at the high school level, what she did in college, what she's done as a professional, um, and just so many things that she has achieved, accomplished. She was like the first, you know, Miss Hockey winner, right? Like all these things that she's done throughout her career. I'm like, this is the kind of player that you look up to if you're a kid and you're like, I want to, I want to be a hockey player. You're going to follow in the footsteps of Winnie Bro Brown because she's doing a lot of the right things. And I just have a lot of respect for, especially for women. Um, This is where I think there's a lot of similarities between men's and women's hockey. One of the things that different is that women have babies um, and to be able to come back and play a sport at the professional level after having children to me is one of the most amazing things I think a female athlete can do. Um, so I just have a tremendous amount of respect, um, for women who are able to do that, uh, because having children changes your body so much and to still be able to play at that level just absolutely blows my mind. And she is not alone in that. There's so many women in the league, uh, in her shoes. Um, and, and so that impresses me to no end. So I was very thrilled to see that she was back and that she was back because she needed to go on a Boston pride revenge tour. That, that's what I loved the most. I'm like, heck yeah, go get
0: them. The, the run it back revenge tour for the Minnesota <laughs> Whitecaps. I'm here for it. I uh, cannot wait to see it. Um, Alexis, before we wrap up, this has been a blast as always. Uh, the Bar Down Beauties podcast for listeners who have not had the uh, the opportunity to catch an episode yet. Just give us the, uh, give us the pitch mm-hmm. why people should listen, where they can find the show uh, so that we can make sure that the Lockdown Wild audience is the Bard on Beauty's audience as well
1: this is what we love hockey people supporting hockey people right this is what we live for um, so yeah the Barnum Buddies podcast you can find it pretty much anywhere you get your podcast we're on YouTube as well all of our episodes I know Seth you just started to dive into uh, video stuff as well for your podcast ours are on YouTube as well to go check out which is a ton of fun um, and yeah we we have guests on we try to have guests on every single week um, and talk about all kinds of stuff very wild centric but talking about lots of other stuff as well my co-host Jesse is amazing our producer fred is awesome as well and we have a lot of fun doing it um and yeah it's it's usually a pretty good time every time we hop on to record
0: absolutely and speaking of the video aspect shout out to uh 10k takes Uh, we are both mutual friends of the uh the wonderful crew there i can't wait for the uh the november 30th game coming up against the Mm -hmm. coyotes will you be going
1: I'll be working, so I'll be there. I won't be able to contribute to the cup snake, but I will be rooting <laughs> everybody on and uh, looking for it up on the video board. Um, and yeah, that that's gonna be a good time. We love the boys over at uh, the 10K takes, and uh, they are gonna have a lot of fun with that. So
0: yeah, I uh, I know I you're gonna be. be there, Seth. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep, you got I'll... your
1: ticket like day one.
0: <laughs> I was I was one of the like first ten people to get a ticket, so. Wow.
1: That's dedication. I was there for the twins one. I was there for the saints one, And Jack texted me, uh, Jack, who's one of the main guys over at 10 K texted me before they announced it. And he's like, Hey, listen, I don't know what you're doing on November 30th, but we're doing the wild want us to do a cup snake. And I was like, listen, I would normally be all over that, but I'll be working. So I'm going to have to live vicariously through everybody else having a good time, but should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, it should be an absolute blast more, (laughs) more coming up on that as we get closer. But Alexis, thank you for the time. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So make sure to follow me and Alexis. I can't. Yep, there we go. Um, (laughs) On Twitter, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, the Bardown Beauties, wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to follow all of our social channels as well. The state of hockey is on lock with everybody we've got doing content here in the great state of Minnesota. So make sure to follow us all. Give us likes, comments, shares, all of that You can find new episodes of Lockdown Wild. We have a special guest coming up on tomorrow's show from the Iowa Wild. So keep an eye out for who that will be. And uh, you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.